Welcome to the Marriage Puzzle Podcast with Julie and Thomas Hobby. We are marriage coaches who help couples with pain points about money, intimacy, and communication go from being overwhelmed to being secure in their marriage. If this is your first time listening to us, thanks for checking out our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Let's dive into this episode. Hey everyone, thanks for checking out another episode. In this one, we are going to be talking about how to get on the same page with your spouse about money, um, or I guess you could apply these same principles to stay on the same page with your spouse about money. So um, this is one of the topics that we love talking about here on our podcast. Yeah, because we've learned a lot from our own experience. Um, we haven't always been on the same page, and so we had to learn how to get on the same page. And then, yes, we uh, often have to go back to these principles Um at least the last one we're going to talk about, and that way we can stay on the same page yeah. <laughs> about money. Yeah, so we've got three kind of overarching principles that we're going to talk about and you know, just kind of some little nuggets of information along the way around each of them. Um, and the first one is uh, just merge your money together. Um, a lot of you may already be doing this, and so if you are, great, check this one off. Um, but... This is a huge step. If you're not doing this, if you're listening to this before you get married, this is going to be a huge step in your marriage. Um, And if you're already married and you don't do this, this could be something that's really causing a big roadblock for you. Yeah, I think if if your money's not combined, you're basically just roommates. Um, But some people, because you just said, you know, if you're not married and you're listening to this, I I think that's what happens sometimes is like, they go into the relationship with their money separate and they don't get around to ever combining it. So maybe your intention wasn't just to live separately in the finances, but I'm just kind of like, well, this is just how I always do it. Or you might see that you right off the bat have different spending patterns or money habits or, uh, you know, preferences that you kind of want to do your own thing and let your spouse do your own thing so you, you don't, don't have fights. You don't want them jacking up your money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we've kind of heard all of that. So um, I want to validate those feelings, mm-hmm. but say to agree, to, to follow the next two principles, like you've got to start with merging your money together well i mean you said it like when when you don't have the money combined you're basically then roommates you're each paying for half the rent or half the mortgage um or you're saying like look i'll pay the utilities if you pay the rent or you know utilities and food you're, you're gonna split things up in a weird way and then what happens when you get into an argument everything then turns into yours you know if we've we've talked on the podcast about not withholding sex during an argument well when money is split when when you each have your own bank accounts and your own money and you're not merging it together truly merging it together into the same bank account then that's when everything else becomes weaponized a fight happens and it's like no you can't eat those chips those are my chips i paid for those chips don't even think about touching them then you get like crazy stuff like locks getting put on the pantry and like like <laughs> it can it can get out of hand really fast i mean it, the the snowball of that can really just be so hard to come back from and repair from even a simple little argument or uh, disagreement and so you don't want to go that route so that's why actually kind of putting it all together in the same bank account everyone's paycheck gets direct deposited 
then you know it's all there and no one can do no one can really weaponize any of that anymore um at least in small arguments so to speak yeah this was fun to explain to our eight-year-old son um when i bought him shoes i happened to be the one that took him shopping for shoes and paid for the shoes so he said you know thank you mommy for buying me shoes and and i got to explain like well daddy paid for him too you know yeah. <laughs> like mommy and daddy pay for your shoes and and how cool is that you don't have to be like ask mommy for this and ask daddy for that or i don't have enough money go ask your dad or whatever like when you're married that's a a family pot then of money that you get to decide if you have kids you're providing for their needs if not you get to you know decide what you want to to do together but it's not uh his money her money and who paid for what it's just a a a union (laughs) yeah well and you you sparked another really interesting point in my mind while you were saying that um what i mean we all have probably or most of us have probably experienced some form of debt at some point in our lives. And when you have that weighing on you, that is a that's a heavy burden to bear. Well, what happens if you have your money split into separate accounts and you borrow money from your spouse? Well, now you've put them in a position to be a debt collector at some point. And that can be a really hairy situation if you're tracking that, saying like, hey, you owe me this, and it's just not. Bottom line, avoid this. If you're doing this, take steps towards changing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not too late. So what you just described does not sound like a marriage. <laughs> so uh, first is merge your money together. And then two is understand that it doesn't matter who makes more money. Um, whether that's the husband, a wife, male, female, um, you know, the term breadwinner, it, it doesn't matter when you're married. You are both valuable assets to your family and to each other. And, you know, if you um, apply this along with number one, then that automatically takes that out of the equation. Then it I should say, maybe I shouldn't say automatically. I think it really uh, changes the ability to be able to say, well, I'm the one who makes the most money. Well, you're putting it all together, showing that you are one unified front. So if you're making the conscious decision to all put your money together, then it really takes away that thought of who is the breadwinner. You're both working. You have different skill sets. You come from different backgrounds. Of course, you're most likely going to have different jobs and different incomes. That's okay. You have one unified goal as a family unit, whether you have kids or not, is to move forward and make better lives for yourselves. Yeah, if you are not working in a sense of calling yourself a stay-at-home mom or dad, um, don't get confused by that because that is your job. And I always think of like how much you may not be bringing in the money uh, per se on a paycheck, but how much money are you saving? Because you're watching the kids versus, um, you know, full-time daycare or, or, or what, whatever you would choose for their care. So, um, so yeah, that's what you mean when you're, you're both working, you're mm-hmm. both bringing value to your family and to your relationship. And it doesn't matter who makes more. There's not, um, you know, we've worked to couples that 
then the other one's just like striving and striving, never feeling good enough. Well, they they work all day. They bring home the money, you know, so I, I have to do all, all this and, you know, trying to like owe the debt that you were right. talking about earlier. And it's just not um, a recipe for a healthy marriage when, when you compare like that. And right. so we we've been there too of like our roles have naturally switch kind of like in different seasons of who makes more or less than the other so um again it, we can relate to this in a sense of it not being that stereotypical male female husband wife um if you take that you know off <laughs> that rule i guess yeah. i would call it off your marriage then that's a really freeing moment to be on the same page yeah i mean throughout most of our marriage you have been the one who's historically made more on a paycheck than I have. And so I think that really changes our mindset and the way we're able to look at it. If it's not that way in your marriage, then like Julie just said a minute ago, let's let's take the stay-at-home parent example. That's a huge thing. And, and you know, you mentioned it around watching the kids versus paying for daycare. And there's really so much more to it than that. There's, you know, that stay-at-home parent is oftentimes the one doing the grocery shopping and oftentimes the one keeping the house clean and oftentimes like taking care of the laundry and and there's so much more that falls on that parent and really the easiest way to kind of put a value on that if you will is to look at it in terms of like a life insurance that parent still needs to have life insurance bonus tip mm -hmm. like you need to have life insurance on each of you because you're depending on each other, especially in a situation with a stay-at-home parent. Um, one, if you're staying at home and your breadwinning spouse dies, you're going to need income to continue caring for your family. So that person definitely needs life insurance. But if you're the one who's out working and your spouse is staying at home and taking care of the kids and doing all of that other stuff and something happens to them, you're going to instantly need to be paying someone else to um, start picking up all of that stuff, you know, taking care of the kids, helping around the house, like there, there's so much more value. So you'd have to calculate that out. So bonus tip, make sure you're getting life insurance on each other to protect yourselves in those events. But that's really the best way to kind of see that value and recognize that value is how much would that cost if that person was no longer there. And, um, you know, I think that that's just where it really boils down to like you both bring immense value to the table to move your family unit in a direction, whether you're, you have kids or not. Remember your family unit starts with the two of you getting married. Mm -hmm. So whether you have kids or not moving your family unit in a direction that you're both looking to go, it takes both of you involved. So the dollar amount is really irrelevant. So what you're talking about is mutual respect. Like yes. you're both bringing something to the table and then you should be grateful for that support. Mm -hmm. So if you're the one making less money, then thank your spouse um, for what they, they do. Thank them often um, for that support. And if you're the one making more money, you too should thank your spouse often for what they bring to the table and for their support. Yeah, and, and we purposefully kind of read them in that order because um, it, it makes you think like if, if you're the one making less money, you know, kind of implies like you should thank your spouse because they're the one taking care of you. Well, that's not what we're saying here. Don't get that mixed up because that's why we also wanted to throw that in. If you're the one making more money, you need to 
humble yourself and thank your spouse for bringing just as much effort to the table. And that's vitally important. It's going to help lower egos and increase respect for each other. And the last point we want to bring to you to stay on the same page or even get on the same page with your spouse about money is talk about it. But talk about money often because this is where we went wrong (laughs) Um, about halfway through our marriage, which is, you know, now about eight years ago. Um, We've been married for 16. So it took a while for us to learn this. Took eight years into our marriage to learn because we were just having all kinds of fights. Right. Our, Our fights were bad, like mean and harsh and loud. And looking back, it was all around money. Mm-hmm. I hated talking about money because so then we would spend, you know, more days, more weeks would go by before we talked about it again and we'd we'd blow up again. We, we weren't talking about it frequently enough because if you the more often you talk about it, then the less often you are going to fight. It does get easier um, if it's just like a common topic in your marriage. Yeah, if if one of you, if only one of you, I should say, is handling the money, then you should immediately stop doing that and include your spouse because that was the the shift for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you're the one who's not included in that, then you need to start, I say ask to be included, but not like asking permission. Like it's your money. I mean, according to the other two, if you're following the other two principles, that's your money too. So there shouldn't be an asking permission, but it's a, a request like, Hey, can you include me on this? Like, I'd like to get involved. And that's where our relationship changed is, you know, you weren't the one who really wanted to be involved in that. And I was the one who kind of handled it. And that's kind of where our miscommunication and fights came from but then that changed and you started asking to be involved you started wanting to learn more about it and learn more about what was going on that's what allowed us to start talking about it more and and fighting about it less yeah when it was a scheduled time like i was prepared um i think we started you know once a month we Mm. we had it on the calendar we would come to a meeting i knew it was about money i was ready to learn. I was ready to, um, you know, look at the previous month and plan for the, the f- next month and do it more as a team instead of a reactive of, you know, qu- questioning me, which isn't the right, you know, thing, but you, you, you just needed more information mm-hmm. or to inform me about something. You had the right heart and I wasn't receptive to it just because I felt attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, or out of the blue, like what I'm cooking dinner. Like, what are you, why are you talking to me about that? Like that's, and it just escalated. And so, um, we, we had, it was bad. (laughs) And that's where I'm like, (laughs) it's just funny to talk about now because it's not that way anymore. And it's, it's because we were dedicated to, we're like, this is not working. And so let's try this. And the first month didn't go like, oh, yay. That's, you know, so fun to talk about money, but it was still better focus, you right. know, and then I think we even set a time limit on it um, so that it was like, okay, we're going to do this and then we're going to relax, you know. Yeah, like, because it's one of those things that I can talk about it all the time because that's just how my mind works. But you're sitting there like even though you want to know, you're sitting there like, oh, okay, when is this going to end? You know, you don't want it to go for three hours. That's not your thing. Um, so, so start with an amount of time, 30 minutes or an hour, but I just want to kind of drive home some of the points you touched on real quick. 
scheduling that time is vitally important because it's going to allow each of you to come to the meeting with the proper mindset and focus. Um, scheduling that time start and end time will allow you both to know whichever one of you at least is the one who isn't really the one who centers around money, the one who's, you know, not the you know, the, the nerd that wants to just dive into the numbers all the time, that allows you your exit time frame. You know when the conversation is going to end and be respectful of that end time. If you don't finish it, schedule another meeting. Get to the five-minute mark. Say, hey, we got five minutes left. Let's finish this up and let's schedule another meeting if we have still have more to talk about. It can be the next night. That's okay. But just don't drag it out. Be respectful of your other person who's, you know, of your spouse who's showing up. Um, to do that with you and don't just spring those conversations on someone. I get that there are times when things come up and you have to just talk about it, but there's something different in coming in like, you know, if you were making dinner and me coming in saying, what the heck did you spend this money on? Mm -hmm. Versus like, hey, tonight could we chat about this? I just have a question for you about a transaction I saw. Yes, now you can be receptive to that. You can say, yeah, I'd love to tell you all about that. It's no big deal, small story. We'll get to it tonight. Now you're being respectful. You've scheduled it. You can both still come to the uh, that conversation in the proper mindset. It's not even a meeting. Then it's just a quick conversation. But money is one of those things that you have to be in the right mindset to talk about. Otherwise, it's going to go poorly every time. Yeah. So but just to recap, we said, one, merge your money together. Two, understand that it doesn't matter who makes more money. And three, talk about money often. And I have to tell you guys, you you might know that our niche here with when we created Marriage Puzzle was about money, sex, and communication. Uh, we like to talk about a lot of different topics, um, but those we will keep circling back to. And this one ended up being about money. But once we personally got this in order, it 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 was also because our communication got better. Mm-hmm. So our money and our communication, and then I just have to tell you, our sex life got better too. <laughs> so those are why our three, you know, these are our our three things, the three legs of the stool that we stand on that are so foundational for every marriage. Um, and so I just want to put that out there, like, yeah, they're talking about money again. Well, it's just so important to us because we saw a direct correlation with money, communication, and with sex. I'm I'm just kind of sitting over here smirking you because are. Are you I'm, like, I'm just thinking in my head like that could be like, you know, we're going to go talk about money, air quotes, <laughs> like, you know, that's our code. We're going to have a budget meeting and that's going to be code word for something it, else now. It's so. what is when you get on the same page yeah. about everything and the most intimate, We you know, <laughs> were you going to use that word? I was going to say it deepens the intimacy. We were on the same page. But that word isn't just... Oh, that's a whole nother episode. For, We've like, actually done an episode on that. <laughs> that intimacy isn't just physical intimacy and sex, but it's being open and honest and on the same page and together with all these areas. And so um, ch- change your relationship with money and change your marriage um, with around money. And if there's something else you want us to talk about besides money, sex, and communication, please let us know. We're going to kick off October in a series on our podcast of lack of so we've thrown out like lack of attention lack of appreciation lack of sex maybe or trust communication forgiveness what is lacking in your relationship if you'd be so bold to 
message us. We're the only ones that read them, so they'll be safe and private. We'll keep it anonymous, but we just love your input on what you guys want to hear from us um, to help your relationships um, throughout the whole month of October, every Monday. Uh, what is uh, lack of that would help your marriage thrive if you got some tips around that yeah please reach out to us we love hearing from you anyway but if there's something specific you want to hear about we'd love to help out in that area because it's not just you there's you know many other people that listen and if you have that scenario someone else probably has that scenario and would love to hear about it so if you're bold enough to speak up then uh, we can probably help more people too so you can find Marriage Puzzle on social media, on Facebook or Instagram, or you can go over to our website, which is marriagepuzzle.com to schedule a free marriage coaching discovery call with us or send us a message there. And as always, we look forward to you joining us next week where together we'll work on marriage one puzzle piece at a time. See you later. Have a great week. Bye.